great! Welcome to Brightcast! Thank you for downloading. I'm Renee Stowe of RainbowBright.co And I am Katie Carty Hiley of RainbowBright.net Thank you for tuning in again to Brightcast, the Rainbow Bright podcast. So sorry we've been gone for so long. Yeah, we've been a little busy the past few months. Our bad. We're going to try to keep up better from here on out. Well, it's not really bad because if any of our listeners want to keep up on current news that we're doing, uh, you can always check out uh, rainbowbright.net on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and uh, rainbowbright.co on, uh, I know I'm, 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 I'm rainbowbright.co on Instagram. Yeah. But. I think you're the same on not Facebook, on tw- but maybe not Twitter. Yeah. No, Twitter is UK. Yeah. Um, it's a mess. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're still here. Yeah, we're definitely still participating in the social media thing, and we're getting the word out about stuff that's coming out and has come out and etc. So it's not like we have just disappeared between episodes. The episodes are just gravy on top of the mound of wonderfulness we put out the rest of the year. <laughs> gravy? I prefer chocolate syrup. <laughs> well, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, so I thought gravy might be appropriate, even though I hate it myself. <laughs> I'm a cherry on top of the sundae. There we go. I like it. Well, before we get to Thanksgiving, um, this is November when we're recording this episode, and since we did not get to do one around Halloween, I wanted to do a quick little flashback because last year's episode about Halloween uh, was so much fun. And I had mentioned in that episode how many pictures I collected from Instagram and Facebook and Twitter of people in costume, um, both adults and children. And some of them were current pictures. Some of them were vintage pictures of people in costume when they were kids. And last year's numbers... Um, I said I had gotten over 400 cosplay pictures and over 50 vintage pictures. And I counted them up again this year just to see how it compared. And for cosplay, although this is this was as of uh, November 4th, and I have gotten a few more since then. Not a lot, but some. So it's actually a bit higher than this. But I counted for cosplay 406 and vintage 68. So right around the same or slightly higher this year than last year even which made me so happy <laughs> i i think a lot of that had to be helped with the contest that rainbow bright had on the social media you are absolutely right yeah hallmark was running a photo contest a sweepstakes where you submitted photos of yourself either in costume or wearing Rainbow Bright t-shirt or with Rainbow Bright dolls, anything like that. And yeah, you got entered into a contest and you get to win all kinds of cool stuff. And I think they just announced the winner like a couple days ago. Did you see Uh her? She was great. It was, yeah, this, this lady dressed as Rainbow Bright with her little one dressed as Twink and they looked adorable. And so you're right. A lot of pictures, I think, came out of that. I was checking that on a daily basis, looking for even more pictures. And oh, my God, they were so good. There were so many 
amazing entries. I, it put a huge smile on my face every time I looked at it. So thank you to everyone who participated in the contest and for those who were not necessarily participating, but just put your pictures up because you wanted to. Um, I love seeing people dress as Rainbow Bright and Friends every Halloween. It makes me so just over the moon happy. And I'm seeing so many more families doing it now where the mother and father will be, you know, like I think we saw one where the mother was Rainbow, the father was Starlight. And then the kids were several of the color kids. It was amazing. Yes, it was. That was so cute. Yes. And I did finally, I think I mentioned this last year, uh, <laughs> Halloween, how I needed to recategorize my website a bit because rainbowbright.org, uh, the fans and the cosplay sections were getting so huge that it was literally bogging down my server. And my web server contacted me and said, you are over limit for your bandwidth and we are going to suspend your account if you don't fix this. And I was like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And they literally did suspend my account for a day. I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, no, oh my I, goodness. I'm in there using up bandwidth because I'm trying to fix this so it won't be an issue in the future. And I think once they finally believed me and, and figured out what was going on, they turned it back on and it's, they haven't done that since. Um, so now if you go under cosplay, there is adult cosplay, kid cosplay, adult and kid cosplay. So like for the families like that, um, and vintage cosplay. And then under fans, there's adult fans, kid fans, um, vintage fans and fur kid fans because I didn't realize how many pictures I had of pets either dressed up in like a small little rainbow bright or twink costume um, or laying on a rainbow bright pillow or beside a doll or something cute like that so <laughs> even our pets love rainbow bright so they get their own category as well <laughs> one thing that I enjoyed from the vintage costumes was the people that came out with the other characters and there weren't costume patterns for them. Uh, yes. One of them was... Uh, I, there was a pattern that was released that was a generic, but it was similar to the Rainbow Bright stuff. I have a feeling that that's what a lot of people use. I think it was through Butternut or something. But it was like Space Kids. And, Interesting. Um, I think a lot of them use those kinds of patterns uh, rather than the official Rainbow Bright one. But it was so cute to see the shy violets and the patio greens because, you know, some people love Rainbow Bright, but some people love the color kids even more. Yes. I think there's a baby bright, at least one baby bright in there. And yeah, I, th I think it's the shy violets that I love the most. I don't know why. They are just so darn cute. And yeah, patio greens. I've seen a few red butlers. At least one canary yellow, I think. An indigo. I'm trying to think of any I haven't seen. There's a buddy blue. Hmm. Maybe no vintage Lala. That might be the only one I've never seen a vintage picture of. So, listeners, if any of you dressed as Lala Orange when you were a kid and have a picture, show it to us. Then we would have the whole crew. That would be amazing, actually. <laughs> yeah, because that would be uh, rare. Because her costume was a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Think about it. Hmm. 
because it had that split open in the front. Yeah, and then the long dress in the back. That Yeah, that would have been more complicated. Although there's some crafty moms out there that I think some of them weren't even using patterns. They were just pulling it out of their head and just making it work. And it's, oh my God, I'm so impressed by people who can do that. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I hope that that exists. I really do. Maybe one day we'll come across one. Or maybe there's one I've forgotten about. I'll go look through them again, but I don't think I've ever seen one of those. But I'm going to have to look up that Butterick pattern you're talking about, the Space Kid. I don't think I've ever seen that. I was trying to remember the, the brand. It wasn't McCall's. It was, I want to say Butterwick. But, Butterick. Uh, Butterick? Yeah. I only remember that because my mom took me to um, fabric stores all the time when I was a kid. And I would just sit there and look through patterns while she looked at material. <laughs> That's the only reason I remember that. But also speaking of Halloween, another issue we had last year is we couldn't find any images in like the old artwork, the old books, etc. of Rainbow Bright and Friends dressed up for Halloween or doing anything Halloween-y. But you found another one, didn't you? Yeah, I it was driving me crazy last year because I, rem <laughs> I remember seeing this image uh, of a Halloween scene, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> uh, I finally found it this year. It's of uh, Lala Orange uh, with a little masquerade mask on, and she's being followed uh, by a couple of sprites, and she's holding a jack-o'-lantern. I mean, not just a pumpkin, but a full-on jack-o'-lantern with a little face carved out and everything. Nice. And uh, that was in the... Rainbow Bright and the Color Kids coloring book, but it's in the big coloring book. Was it the Meet the Color Kids? I think when we were talking about it earlier, that's what I wrote down. So I want to make sure I'm right or you're right. Yeah, Meet the Color Kids. Okay. If you are um, to get a little bit more specific, if you look in the upper right hand corner of your books there will be a, a code and um this one was 1151-20 that is hilarious i've never noticed that there were codes on the pages it's only on the covers because there were several books that had the same cover but different codes in the corner but when you opened it up the same front page was there. That was they, the only way you knew it was a different book is if you had the code in the upper right hand corner. Wow. Actually, I feel like I used to know that and I completely forgot. So thank you for reminding me. And then some of the, the images inside would be different, right? Yes. Uh, sometimes there would be only one or two pictures that were added to the book and they'd call it a, they would call it a big book. And it had the same number count as, like, the book before it, except for maybe one or two pages. I'm like, you call that big? Really? <laughs> That's what you call a money grab, folks. <laughs> and just from using the big title, sometimes I'd even jack up the prices to being, like, $1.50 versus the 99 cents. Interesting. Now, another book. Uh, set that uses codes is 
the golden book read-along books because all these were done was it golden that did the read-alongs too no no no, that was um i think it was it was the read-along books yeah uh, the read-along books <laughs> I don't use a the uh, read-along books also use a letter and number code in the corner of their books too to differentiate them I remember I went to my local library with the books and I tried to get the librarians to help me figure out what the codes meant. <laughs> and they were they were having fun with it, I swear. That's they were like, awesome. um because they were missing another number that they that I guess they look up in every every book, every storybook is registered with um not Congress, but... Oh, the Library of Congress? That thing. And they have um, it by code, and, maybe? Well, they. I was trying to look up what their what the code would have been. And uh, the librarians thought it was interesting because they couldn't find it, but they had those letter codes in the corner. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking through these real quick. And you're right, they are golden books. Um... I say 280, 281B. Oh, yeah, yeah, some of them say DC after the number, uh -huh. and some don't. So there's 282, 283 DC. I guess the DC is for the cassette tapes, and the one without that is for the records. But, huh. That's a really interesting tidbit. But yeah, I was trying to figure out what that was like what did it mean i do not know <laughs> and then wasn't that image also in the paint with water box set the lala orange picture? yes uh there were the paint with water books but this was actually a box a cardboard box that had um a big sheet with perforated edges that had 12 uh pictures most of the pictures are ones we've already seen in other coloring books, but not in the paint with water. Um, and they were very detailed with the, with the paint marks and they had like little star accents on some edges and then it had uh, the swirls. The hair was one of my favorite because they would actually put in two-toned uh, ink so that you got the, the shading in the hair oh. where it was like a patio, patio green was both dark and light green. It was... Oh, that's really cool. But I'm sorry, when you were a kid and you had a paint with water, or it was the magic paint with, with water pen, and they were like, if you color it with the, your magic marker, the paint is going to show up. And I would get lazy and just scribble the whole page. Because <laughs> the color still showed up. <laughs> I didn't have to be detailed with my edges. <laughs> no, it was not laziness. It was efficiency. <laughs> yes. You were very efficient in getting those colors out ASAP. Good for you. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, in our last episode, we interviewed Kenneth Mogan, and he was coming out with a new article at that time, but the article itself had not yet been released. Um, and he told us a lot about what was going to be in it in that episode, which was so much fun. Um, 
But since then, he has published the article, and there was a tidbit I noticed in there that I don't think we had ever seen before about Tickle Pink, and I just wanted to read that to our listeners real quick. Um, it says, according to her character biography, Tickle Pink was a little girl who visited Rainbow Land and liked it so much she decided to stay. Though technically not a color kid, Rainbow Bright put her in charge of the girl sprites and their color crystal laboratories. So the second part we knew, but the part about she was a little girl who visited Rainbow Land and liked it so much she decided to stay. I was like, what? That's interesting. <laughs> I call shenanigans. Why do you call shenanigans? Because she had pink hair. And a regular little girl wouldn't have pink hair. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to come at it from a different perspective. And the only reason I have this perspective is because I've recently been starting to translate some of the foreign stories. And some of it, it's hard to tell. Because a lot of them, they have pictures with them, uh, most of these stories. And so some of them... It could be other areas on Rainbow Land, the planet, if you consider the entire planet Rainbow Land, or they could be places on Earth or another planet. Um, but several of them at least seem to be other areas on the planet Rainbow Land where other humans live. Now, I don't remember any of them having strange colored hair, now that you mentioned that. I think they all looked like typical humans with brown, blonde, black hair, etc., but there may be precedence for other people living on that planet. Or maybe she came from a completely different planet and visited it. I don't know. Well, there's my theory, which is I think Rainbow Bright came from Spectra like Chris did. Hmm. I like it. But then is Chris younger than her since he didn't know who she was? Well, then there's the fact that there's no other humanoid person on Spectra. Everyone else is sprites. True. We may never know. But I like that he found this from Hallmark um, in her character biography. So this was probably like an early concept of what they envisioned for that character. So I just thought it was really interesting. And you, since you are translating a lot of the old stories... Um, and these are stories from Germany, yes, right? so far, only the German ones. That's right. I, I can't wait to hear about Penny Popper Pink, which is Tickle Pink in the German stories. Ooh, good call. We might actually get a backstory there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So many mysteries to be unsolved. Or to be solved. What am I saying? Unsolved. <laughs> they are currently unsolved, and we want them to be solved. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, but since that article, that was called The Colorful History of Rainbow Bright and is on Huffington Post, if you guys want to read that. And we will post links to the things we're talking about in our show notes, as we always do. But since that article, he has also written four more about Rainbow Bright, uh, repainting the world of Rainbow Bright, which I believe was about the new books that came out or several of them that came out a little earlier this year. Um, a Rainbow of Sound, which talked about the albums, like Paint a Rainbow in Your Heart. Uh, it might have even mentioned the... Or no, I think that was just the musical albums. And then the next one, Reading Rainbow, I think that had to do with the read-along books. 
um, so some of the vintage books. And then the last one was Stormy's Season to Shine, which we'll get to what that's about in a few minutes. <laughs> but it's a really good article. So all of those are on Huffington Post, and we'll post links to those, so you should definitely give them a read. I just wanted to give him a shout out because he's been doing some excellent work for the fandom, getting these, getting some excellent information from interviews and from Hallmark, and just from his own experience as being a fan. They're they're great. I love them. Good job, Kenneth. Yay! And it's it's always nice to see people our age who who still love Rainbow. I mean, some people don't. And those people are just wrong. So. <laughs> no, I agree. It's. I believe in rainbows. Me too. And you don't even have to clap your hands to keep them around. They're just going to keep coming. <laughs> They're more hardy than fairies. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of read-along books. So this just, Yeah. Bouncing off his Reading Rainbow article, um, I wanted to mention that I added a couple more read-along stories to YouTube. So these are the vintage ones. And Renee had already put up the main four, I guess it is. Rainbow Bright Save Spring, Rainbow Bright and the Big Meadow Deer, Rainbow Bright and the Big Color Mix-Up, and Happy Birthday Buddy Blue. You had done those years ago. Um, but there were two more that, for whatever reason, she and I had either forgotten or just never gotten around to actually putting up on YouTube, even though you already had, I believe, the sound and picture, whatever you want to call them, picture files for these on your website. No, I I, I have this special friend that I recently, well, not recently, I didn't recently get, I've had it for a while, but the Magic Color Solution, um, I didn't have that one. Okay. Uh, so... I had the audios from them, but I didn't have the actual book. And these weren't storybooks. These were story and color activity books. Yes. Which is fun. Um, now, but I, the reason I didn't put it up yet was because I wanted to color the pages. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's been so long, you know, and I, I really thought it would be fun to have the, the p images be colored um, before I put them up. But I've been so busy with so much else you know yeah you and I both have to deal with the fact like we'll have 101 different ideas that just don't pan out you yes. know it's like you have it depends on when you have energy or when you're inspired because you don't want to try to do something when you're not inspired because then it just looks so lackluster it it's not what you intended for it to be right and it's that's sad yeah because, yeah, I'm sure you're the same way. You have a list of things that you would love to get done. And it, it is one of those things you can't force it or it becomes a chore. And we love Rainbow Bright so much that we don't ever want it to become a chore. So when we have the time, the energy, the inspiration, the motivation, that's when we get stuff done. And when we do, we usually get a lot of stuff done <laughs> and it's good quality stuff. But it's, yeah, it's really hard to, to rush that. So if you want to do your color versions eventually, I would love to see that. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned lists because I actually, uh, when I was cleaning my room, I found um, where I would during the day write down what I needed to do. It was like a to-do list of things to do. It was all website stuff. And yeah. 
I I would always put it on little scraps of paper. So I have like one that is like uh, crayons and it's rainbow crayons. And I was like, things to do, website things to do. And, and it's just a list of, of things that I wanted to, to do on the site. And I was looking at it going, oh, I remember wanting to do that. I completely forgot. Exactly. Because, yeah, there's just so much that we want to do for all of you. And I think what inspired me to do this was one of the fans, Billy Bright, was asking for it um, because he was having trouble accessing it on our websites, but he can access things on YouTube easily. So he just asked if I could put them up there. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they're not on there, are they? So I just went ahead and, yeah, the Magic Color Solution, I had a good copy of that was not colored in. And I had scanned it years ago and kind of forgot I had done it. Um, and I had the audio for that already as well, because I, I have the tapes for both of these. But for the special friend, I had images, but mine was colored in, so it didn't look pristine like the first one did. And I, again, I had the audio, but you had the audio for that one on your site, and yours just sounded better. So I stole your images and audio. I gave you credit, clearly. In the description, I was like, all of this came from rainbowbright.co. I just put it together on a video. That's all. Um, I just wanted them to be there for the fans to be able to enjoy. And I knew that if I said, hey, Renee, go do this thing, that you wouldn't necessarily have the time or energy to do it at that particular moment. Um, so I just went ahead. So, But they're there. So if you have not heard those or seen those, they're worth listening to. And I, what I love so much about the tapes or the audio, because um, these books are a little bit newer than those first four. These came out in 1985. So all of the voices, except for Murky, are the same voice actors that are on the TV show. So the first four had several of the cast. They had Bettina, Pat Fraley, and Andre, but the rest of the voices were. And Mona. Oh, and they had Mona. Okay. I'd forgotten about that. She was Patio Green in the Meadowbrook Deer. So at least they had several, but there were a few fill-in voices that were not from the show. But the the two that were from 85 had all the ones except Murky. And, and it could just be he was too busy. He couldn't make it that day for the recording session, whatever. Um, but there's so much fun to listen. It's like listening to another episode, basically, in my opinion. I love those two so much. Yeah, the uh, Murky was voiced by uh, Corey Burton, who is a uh, well-known voice actor in the Disney community. Um, he's always done audio for Disney. So it was really fun that when Buena Vista Records did the audiobooks, uh, that uh, they dipped into their talent pool and he was able to pull off murky dismal but he does he did work with peter cullen on transformers oh that's hilarious really yep <laughs> on the show or because peter cullen is the voice of optimus prime and he did a voice of some other characters on transformers oh that's really funny i like that <laughs> <laughs> There's some more vintage stuff for you guys to enjoy. And unless you have something else to say about that, we talk about the new merchandise that's come out since our last episode. <laughs> so should we just run down the list? Because we're not really going to dive deep into any of these, except maybe the last one. 
Well, overall, a lot of the merchandise that has come out uh, since, when was this? Uh, June was our last episode. Since June? Yeah. Um, Katie has reviewed uh, a majority of this on her YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. uh, Rainbow Bright Net, in her little Rainbow Bright Net gazette. Yeah, I've actually most of these have just been toy review or product review. Um, So the episode is dedicated or the video is dedicated just to that item or those items when sometimes there's two or three that came out at the same time. Um, Because, yeah, the the gazettes were getting a little full. It'd be like, okay, here's my merch haul and then here's some new merch and then here's some vintage thing I wanted to talk about, which I will still do those in the future, I'm sure. But there was so much merchandise coming out and I talk so much and I really do apologize to everybody who probably rolls their eyes every time they see a video from me and is like, oh my God, it's another 20 minute video. (laughs) I really try not to go off on tangents and I try to stick to the subject and get through it. But at the same time, I want to give you guys all the information that I have so that you also have it. Um... You know, little tidbits that you might not might not be aware of and you know compare things like new things to old things and yeah I tried to just get it all get it all done at once so that it's not one video talking about this doll here and then another talking about it there and then another talking about it there and then it's all over the place so that's why a lot of these end up being kind of long and I do apologize um I, I'll try to work on that but there's been a lot of stuff oh my goodness like the spring this year was kind of slow there wasn't much that came out but then when was this like August I guess is when we started getting new stuff and then it's just been non-stop so do you want to read the list okay so new merch that we have gotten since our last episode uh the wit and wisdom of rainbow bright book by Molly Wigand the Rainbow Bright and the Lost Horseshoe Color Quest book by Keely. Is it Keely or Kelly? I think Keely. Yeah. Keely Chase. Rainbow Bright and the Stormy Race pop up book by Amy Trowbridge. Trowbridge? Yeah. Yeah, Trowbridge, I don't know if it's Yates. Trowbridge or Trowbridge. One of those. <laughs> Uh, the Rainbow Bright inspired jewelry available on Hallmark.com. Uh, the keepsake ornament of Rainbow Bright with her little basket of star sprinkles. Yes. Uh, the itty bitty ornament, which is a uh, ornament for your tree, but in the style of the Rainbow Bright itty bitty. The thousand piece puzzle. The art of Rainbow Bright adult coloring book. Uh, the personalized Your Adventure in Rainbow Land by Kira Goodyear. The pop style ornament available at Walmart stores. The Sunriser plushie. The Skydancer plushie. And the Stormy doll. Woo! We finally got Stormy! <laughs> Sorry, you had to that out. The entire fandom was overjoyed. There are so many fans out there who just totally embraced the Stormy. She has been so 
We've been waiting for her for 30 years. Yes, literally <laughs> 30 years or 31 if you count from when the movie came out and most fans became aware of her existence. Um, but since the prototype was advertised, it's been 30 years. So we'll say 30. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We have been begging all of the toy companies that have reissued Rainbow Bright toys over the years to make Stormy, and none of them ever did it until now. And I find it so fitting that it's Hallmark themselves that did it. That actually, it makes me happy. It does. And I like that they've made the dolls uh, lightweight, because when I was five, I had my Rainbow Bright doll by Mattel. No offense, she's kind of (laughs) heavy. I never really thought about that. But yeah, for a child, I could see that. Well, my dad got me for my birthday the Rainbow Bright doll, but he got me the Mm 18-inch. So I was always carrying around my Rainbow Bright doll, but she was so heavy to carry. Because, you know, the hard plastic, she had the hard plastic head and she always wanted to lean forward. But these new dolls that they're coming out with, strictly at Mattel, are very lightweight. Small children can be able to pick them up and carry them around easily. Yes. And you just said strictly at Mattel, but I know you meant strictly at Hallmark. Um. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I knew what you meant. But you're right. I think maybe the plastic is maybe thinner. It's not like they're super squishy or anything, but yeah, maybe it's not such a heavy-duty plastic on their heads, and their heads are slightly smaller. Maybe there's a bit less stuffing. I'm not really sure what would make them more lightweight, but... Well, and their legs are definitely less stuffed. So all of that together probably adds to that. But that's a really good point. A lot easier for kids to drag around. And I've seen lots of pictures of kids carrying around these dolls, so Mm -hmm. it must have made the right choice on that. Um, and one other piece we forgot to mention before we get back to Stormy, um, the New York Comic Con pop style ornament also came out, I think in October is when that was. So it looks just like the one at Hallmark stores, except it has glitter on it and there were only a hundred of them made. So they're very limited edition, but yeah, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. It has all been amazing, but yes, Stormy is absolutely my favorite um and Skydancer the fact that we had never gotten a doll of him before made him even more special like Sunriser we had gotten at least a couple of hard plastic versions of we'd never gotten a plush of her so it's I was really happy to get a plush of her but Skydancer and Stormy especially since we had never gotten them in doll form at all were just amazing and most fans probably don't realize this but there was actually a Skydancer prototype made back in the 80s but it was never photographed or advertised like Stormy was yes and we get to thank uh, Galacticat for that she is an amazing collector of Rainbow Bright prototypes as well as other prototypes and uh, she was able to get the two different styles of Skydancer one color schemed in black and the other in purple I forgot there were two you're right you're right but they're the, the hard plastic, just the same style as mm-hmm. the Sunriser and uh, Starlight that we did get back then. But yeah, completely different color schemes, clearly. And they never actually produced that doll either. So, oh gosh, I was just beside myself. And I think both of us kind of saw it coming because they had been hinting at it 
on the Rainbow Bright Facebook page for a couple of weeks leading up to its release. They were doing those uh-huh. weather reports, which were really cute. <laughs> but it showed like this cold front coming in and then it was a storm coming in and it just kept getting more more and more stormy and going further and further across Rainbow Land and and then it was stormy and then there she was and oh my god <laughs> and just having her in my hand like I went to the store to get her I, I got a call from my local store when she came in and yeah they only got two of each of those three dolls so there wasn't a lot of comparing like okay which one's the more perfect one to take home they were both pretty much the same but just ah it's hard to even describe just picking up that doll and realizing finally an official stormy exists and like all the fans are going to be able to own her that want her is just such a momentous occasion and I was trying not to like get emotional in the store (laughs) they were just kind of laughing at me comparing dolls like I always do the Stormy doll, she is finally a Stormy doll, but she is different from the one advertised by Mattel. The one that Hallmark did is more screen accurate in the fact that she has lightning bolt eyebrows and yes. the her dress is the style of her dress in the cartoon, not the Mattel dress-up doll. Mm-hmm. which did not have a split in the front. Though I will say, they they tested that in the prototype for the dress-up doll. You have the dress-up Rainbow Bright that has a split in the front, which is like the Stormy doll. I'm like, why didn't they give her that dress? Anyway. (laughs) You're right. You're right. My Rainbow Bright dress-up prototype did have that. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Hmm. And other than that, her hair is, again, screen accurate. Well, no, it wasn't quite screen accurate, was it? Nope. Her hair, um, I thought her hair was the only thing that was different um, because in the show, her hair is a very light lilac color and on the doll is a very vibrant orchid. I've been trying to find the perfect word for that color and I'm still having trouble with it, but it's a very bright, darker purple. Um, But I, I thought that was the only thing that was different, but a fan pointed out to me and I... I'm very glad they did because I did not notice myself and I have to give credit where it's due. This was from cute cult on YouTube on her legs. The lightning bolts on her boots are actually pointing the wrong way. Like they should be pointing down. So it kind of makes a V shape between the two, but they're pointing outwards. So it's like an upside down V. So that's actually something they accidentally got wrong. And I did contact Hallmark just to say, hey, by the way, this is actually backwards. Um, If you want to like in future production runs, because all they would have to do is switch the legs. Like they wouldn't even have to change anything Um, because it's not like you can tell the right foot from the left foot on these dolls. The the feet are the same. All they would have to do is just put the leg, you know, sew the legs on backwards, you know, the other, not backwards, but you know. The one that's on the right, put it on the left. And the one that's on the left, put it on the right. And that's all they would have to do. Um, but they were aware of it. Um, I talked to, I think it was Peter that responded. And he's like, yeah, we knew about that. And we told them that. But somebody didn't get the memo. <laughs> so we can't blame the Rainbow Bright team on that one. They knew what they were doing. They, you know, 
they had all their ducks in a row, but somehow that didn't quite make it all the way to production. But yeah, so the only thing that's different is that in her hair. And I think the reason they probably made her hair brighter is just because it's more eye-catching for kids, especially, um, and it matches her outfit. So I, I understand why they did it. It still slightly bugs me, but not enough to like hate on the doll. Because I'm so happy we got this doll. I will never, ever hate on that doll. <laughs> <laughs> She's just amazing. Yeah, uh, but I've been begging for her for decades. Yes. Decades. Like, we've... You know, some. I've talked to some fans who actually remember as a kid wanting her as a doll and not getting her. And they, so they've been sad about it for 30 years. Um, I've only been upset about it for about 20 when I found out that she was in these catalogs and was never produced um, back. You know, I don't think I even saw. Yeah, I didn't see Rainbow Wright in the Star Stealer as a kid or many of the episodes. So I didn't know of Stormy's existence in the 80s. But at least for 20 years, I've wanted her. <laughs> So finally, oh my God, she's finally here. And just because the screen accurate thing bugged me slightly, ever so slightly, um, my friend Michael Ron actually took a Stormy, because he was making his own custom Stormy out of a Disney doll. So he needed the outfit and the boots, but he didn't need the head. So he actually took the head for me and rerouted it with light lilac hair that matches what she looks like in the cartoon and sent it to me and I had two Stormy dolls I bought two just for whatever reason and so what I'm gonna do is actually take the head off of one and put his head on her um, I'm still trying to decide if I'm gonna try to switch her legs or not because that could be difficult because <laughs> they're stitched yeah. up into her body so that would take that would take some doing. It's not impossible, but I want it to look good when it's done. So, yeah, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to tackle that. You would have to remove the seams from inside the head, the body. So you'd have to pull the leg up through the head hole, undo the seam mm -hmm. uh, on both legs, then put them back in and then sew it from the inside of the body and then yeah. put the stuffing back in. See, at least you are on the same page as my husband. That's funny. Because my initial thought was just to take the seams out from the outside. You know, just get a seam ripper, take it all out, whatever. And then sew it back together from the inside. But on the very back, you would have to sew it on the outside to finish it or whatever. But he said the exact same thing. He's like, no, because he, he actually took the head off for me just so we could see how to put it back on when I got Michael's. And he was like, no, all I have to do is, you know take off the twist tie. You may have to make a slight incision in her back just to open it up a little wider um, to be able to pull it through. But yeah, pull the stuffing out, pull it on inside out and do exactly what you just said. So now that I have two people saying that's the way to go about it, I think that's what I will have to do if I take the time to do it, which I think I will because I'm at least accomplished enough in hand sewing that I could, you know, get my seam ripper, take those stitches out and then restitch it by hand um and I might even make her body slightly shorter if I can because her dress doesn't quite cover her body it's a little bit short um so I may yeah 
me make a few alterations when I get around to doing that. So I'll definitely post pictures and do a video or something when I'm done with her, but I'm just excited to put the head with the right color hair on her and see what it looks like. <laughs> so yeah, those of you who it does bother, there's definitely room for um, customization on these dolls. And he's had a lot of practice rerouting hair. I've never done it, but he taught himself just by watching some YouTube videos. So I don't think it's extremely hard to learn how to do. So if you're interested in doing that, maybe this could be your first customer customizing project and share your pictures if you do, because I would like to see them. <laughs> but again, not complaining. I love Stormy the way she is. <laughs> well, speaking of Stormy, you want to get to the next part? Sure. Um, so this is another Stormy related thing that the fandom has been wanting or wondering for a good, yeah, probably about 20 years. Um, since we know that a Stormy, at least one Stormy prototype was produced and photographed and advertised, we knew that she existed, that prototype, but we've never been able to find her or one of her. If They may have made several, we're not sure. Um, looking at the pictures, I think we can confirm they at least made two outfits because there are some slight differences in the outfits if you look at a couple different pictures. But the doll itself could, it could have been the same doll wearing the different outfits. Anyway, so we know there was at least, there was at least one out there somewhere, had no idea where, and Galacticat herself, who has collected so many other prototypes, even couldn't find her. Couldn't find out who designed her to even ask. Um, so yeah, years and years have gone by with people keeping their eyes open, hoping she would resurface. And just like a week or two before the new official Stormy doll came out, I got an email from someone who is a toy collector that found a Stormy prototype. And she's actually had it since 1999 and didn't know it because Rainbow Bright is not her main fandom. It's not the number one thing she collects. Like she does collect several 80s properties, but, um, Rainbow Bright is not her number one collection. So she just in the last couple of years started collecting more Rainbow Bright dolls and doing research into who, you know, which doll was what character and which ones were the more rare dolls, etc. And found out from searching online that Stormy was actually never produced. And she's like, wait, but I have this doll that looks like that prototype. Could it be? So she emailed me. Um, sent me some pictures and you know, told me the whole backstory and I sent those pictures over to Galacticat since she is the expert um, and yeah we both agreed like with 99.9% .9 accuracy as far as we can that it is a legitimate Stormy prototype at least one of if not the only we're still not sure if there are others out there but there's we know of at least one now, and we know who has her. We know she's in safe hands. She's with a toy collector who takes care of her collectibles, and she's not going to get thrown away or given to a child to play with or you know, anything like that. Um, her clothing currently is, she's not sure where it's at. She knows when she bought it, it had its outfit on, but she took it off at one point, and it's in a box somewhere in her house or in her attic and she just has a lot of boxes because she collects a lot of things and she hasn't had the time to go through all of them yet and uh, try to find it so hopefully she will find the outfit at some point but I did post a blog post that shows pictures of her doll 
and a little more of the backstory uh, that she told me on my blog. And again, I'll post a link to that in the show notes so you can read all about that story. But the timing of it, too, was just amazing. I couldn't believe that she surfaced, you know, after all those years, a week or two before we actually finally got official Stormy. (laughs) It was just meant to be, clearly, clearly meant to be. And she's beautiful. Oh, my God. Like, actually being able to see some close-up pictures of her, we can verify that she actually had purple eyes because the you could tell if you had a good quality scan or the book from the Mattel, I think it was 1985? No. 86. You're right. The 86 Toy Fair catalog. Um, If you looked really hard, or if you had like a magnifying glass, you could see that she did have purple eyes, but that's the only place you could really tell. The other pictures were much smaller, not as high resolution, um, so it was really difficult to tell her eye color, but this prototype that this toy collector has also does have the purple eyes. So... It was just, it's gorgeous to see that up close. Um, And her hair color, again, I was trying to compare the hair color of the prototype with the hair color of the new doll. And if you hold up like a picture from the catalog to the new doll, it looks almost the same. Although I think in our heads, we've always assumed her hair was more of a maroon or magenta type color. Um, And her outfit, I would say, is darker on the prototype from the 80s. It's it's less purple and more reddish purple, if that makes sense. Um, but that may be one reason they went with the darker hair on the new doll is they were paying homage to the prototype. I don't know, but I think that's really cool. <laughs> what did you think when you found out that the Stormy prototype had been found? The prototype? Yeah. Well, first, I, again, I had to do my own comparing and everything. Um, but I was glad that she was found. I mean, yeah. we can at least mark that off the list. You know, we were assuming that she was in the landfill. Yeah, literally. Or was just being hoarded by someone who was never going to give her up. And they would die and then their children would get it. And they would have no idea what it is. So they would chuck it or give it to Goodwill or <laughs> You know, things like this happen. So we, I think most of us had kind of given up hope by this point that she would ever be found. So I was just beside myself when I got this email. Um, And the first email didn't have pictures. She was just telling me the backstory and about the doll and was like, would you like to see it? I'm like, yes, yes, please. (laughs) So when she sent the images over, I was like, oh my God. Um. Yeah, yeah, she's she's absolutely gorgeous, and I'm so glad that she's in good hands. Um, she wasn't looking to sell the doll. She was merely wanting to let us know. Well, she wanted to verify that it is what she thought it was, um, and also to let us know that she does exist, and she's in good hands. So that all of that was so just warm, fuzzy, heart-exploding kind of feelings going on. And she's such a nice lady. Um, I just, I love her so much. So huge thanks to Stormy prototype owner for, for giving us all these details and the pictures and everything. Um, and it is somewhat go, disheartening because we can stop looking, but it's also kind of sad that we have to stop looking. <laughs> well, like I said, there may be more than one that were made. 
because uh, there's... I feel like we knew of there being multiple either Moonglows or Tickle Pinks or something. Eh, maybe I'm remembering wrong. Well, when photographed, they actually, in the costume pictures, would have more than one of the other dolls in the costume, but there was only ever one Stormy photographed at a time. Hmm. Okay. So, I, I don't know. I'm still going to hold out a slight amount of hope that there's another one somewhere. But I'm not going to wait around for it. <laughs> it's just one of those, like, eh, it would be nice if another shows up. But if it doesn't, I'm okay with that, too. But I, uh, like I said, I had kind of given up hope at this point. So it's not really sad to me. It's more of a, a joyful, like, yay, she's there. She's in good hands. She's in good condition. We now know what happened to her. Well, we don't really know what happened in the interim. We don't know much about the person she got it from. Uh, we know a bit about him, and I put that in the blog post. I don't want to repeat it all because you're all probably going to go want to look at those pictures and stuff anyway. Um, but we don't know the person's name or who they worked for. So there's still some mysteries surrounding this doll, and maybe one day we can at least solve those. That would be cool. But uh, I don't know. I just, I'm happy. <laughs> but I understand a little bit of sadness, too. Like, oh, but now... No, he can't look anymore. But I say keep looking, because there may be another one out there somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> Until we talk to someone at Mattel that worked on the line that says, no, there, were, there was only ever the one, I'll still keep it in the back of my head. Maybe there's another somewhere. <laughs> there's at least another set of clothing somewhere out there. So we can we'll at least say that. Maybe we'll find the other outfit. But yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say about Stormy. Um, I wanted your opinion on Sky Dancer, on his hair. The only thing I was disappointed on with him was that I mean, I'm fine that he has like multi-toned hair because the other horses also have that. But I wish instead of the pink, because it has like the dark purple like uh, Stormy, but then it has a pale pink as the other accent color. I wish that was lilac instead of pink. What do you think? I would agree, because then it would at least be more in the same color scheme. Yeah. there wasn't any pink on Stormy. And... Good point. And again, as far as screen accuracy goes, his hair in the TV show, on the movie, in the movie, was the same as Stormy's. It was that light lilac color. And they did put some uh -huh. lilac in Sunriser's hair, which is why I think that's why it <laughs> bothers me more, because... Clearly, they had that yarn available to them. They had that color, but they just chose not to use it on him. Uh, one of the fans was saying they were trying to girlify him to make him appeal more to girls, which maybe, you know, I, I can see that argument. I, I really can. I hope that's not why they did it, because he's a purple horse. I mean, I, girls like purple, so <laughs> I don't think... Pink was necessary to draw a girl's attention to the doll, but... No, but if you wanted to look at them as a whole, all the dolls as a group, uh, it would blend in with uh, Sunriser. Yeah, but she has that lavender or that lilac as well, so it still would have blended in. Or if they had just done, I mean, they could have kept the pink, but also given him the lilac as well. Because all he has is those two colors, whereas she has, like, four. 
She's got hot pink, light pink, white, and lilac. And he's only got the dark purple and pink. Hmm. So I'm not quite sure why they went with that. Again, super happy to have him. Not complaining. <laughs> or maybe just slightly complaining. But it's... I don't hate the doll by any means. I love him. I absolutely love him. Um, oh, and his inner ear color. I wish that was not brown. But again, don't hate it. I just wish it was either purple like he was in the show or darker purple or like black. I think that would have just matched him a little more because it just it stands out to me a little bit. Like he has brown eyes, so it at least matches that. Maybe that's why they did it, but it just, I don't know. It's, it keeps catching my eye and I don't want it to catch my eye. <laughs> Maybe I'll take a Sharpie to one of them and make it darker. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was about to say. <laughs> well, I don't know. If I'm customizing a Stormy, maybe I'll customize a Skydancer. Although I have no idea how you would do different yarn on these horses. I know it's been done on the vintage horses. I actually have a custom Skydancer that someone made years and years ago where they, I guess, sliced him open, took out the other yarn and sewed in the right you know, lilac colored yarn and somehow they dyed his body purple, um, which with that material, it was really hard to do. So I'm not quite sure how they accomplished that. I tried to turn a starlight into Sunriser back in the 90s and it failed miserably. <laughs> well, Jazz, Jazzy Creations uh, or Jasmine, she's the one that did the custom plushy dolls and Skydancer and Tickle Pink and uh, the Sunriser. Um, she did the custom plushies. Okay. Like Starlight. Um, and for those, I believe she took apart completely a starlight and then got the teddy bear fabric you, know, you can get uh furry fabric from the fabric store i think she just made it out of that because you can't dye that <laughs> just like you can't dye a twink you can't dye that polyester oh you mean they that she just got completely new material and made a completely new doll yeah is that what you meant oh yeah but it looks so much like a starlight because she took the pattern from one. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm, I've am i never seen her hooves, you know, because one of the, the pet peeves about the old Starlights is they had this velveteen around their hooves that split and came off. And I'm sitting here going, how did she put that on the other hooves? Yeah, I'll have to I look know. at the hooves on mine. Now that you say that, I'm not sure. You could ask her. She's still around. Cool. Yeah, I'll do that, because now I'm really Early. curious. Um, yeah, if anybody has any suggestions on how to put different hair on the new <laughs> Sky Dancer, let me know. <laughs> right now, I'll leave them Good alone. Good luck with that. I know. <laughs> I'll probably completely ruin one trying, and I don't want to do that. It already killed my OCD as a kid, looking at the fact that Starlight's hair was rainbow-colored and his tail was tri- yeah. Red, orange, and pink, wasn't it? Yellow? Um, I don't know. I it, it definitely was wasn't as many. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That was not well done. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway. Anyway. Um, 
We also know about a couple of pieces of merchandise that are coming out soon. Uh, last I heard these were coming out in December, I think early December, so this should be pretty soon, is a Rainbow Bright pouch purse, which is it's just like her head, but it's pretty big from what it looks like in the picture um, that you could use huh. as a purse. It has like a little handle, so that looks pretty cute. And then a Starlight Itty Bitty, which I already have him, um, Hallmark sent me one early to help promote their sweepstakes, the photo sweepstakes that they were running. Um, and I can already tell you, he is adorable. Y'all are going to love him. And I do have a review of him up on YouTube as well. So you could take a look at that. But I'm really excited for those to come out because ever since I posted that video, people keep asking me like, when is Starlight coming out? When is Starlight coming out? Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, but I think, I think fans are really excited for him. And I guess he's just going to be loose, like in stores. I haven't heard of him being like an online exclusive or anything like that. So pretty sure he will be in stores like the first four. Um, and yeah, the pouch purse, I I don't know what to think of it because I've never quite seen a purse like that. But it's, it's just like a big, it's, so it's kind of an oval shape because it's her head. Like an, it's kind of an itty bitty style, her head, and then with a handle, and then I'm, I'm sure it has a zipper on it. Um, so yeah, I don't, I'll have to see that in person, I think, before I can pass any judgment on that. But it looks cute from the picture. That's huh. actually on Hallmark.com. If you go to the Stormy, there's like a Stormy set you can buy in their kind of Rainbow Bright store where you can buy all at once, like Stormy and Skydancer and Sunriser. Um, you can't buy the pouch purse. It's just in the picture of all these things together. But yeah, that's where you can see what I'm talking about. And again, I'll try to put a link to that as well. Here, I'll, I'll make myself a note. Link. There. <laughs> But I, I'm pretty sure that's the only other merchandise we're getting between now and the end of the year. But we just got so much. I think that's okay. <laughs> like, people are already putting these dolls and the books, etc. on their Christmas wish lists. And I hope that they get all the ones that they want, because these things are amazing. And I want everybody to have them. I just got a catalog uh, yesterday from Hallmark. Uh, which was advertising buy one get one half off itty bitties. Nice. So well, this is a great time stocking stuffers. And also, I should mention on Hallmark.com, they started this. Oh, when was it? Thursday, Friday. The eighth. It was the eighteenth, from the eighteenth to the twenty eighth. There you go. Almost everything is twenty percent off on the website. It's like pretty much everything except the keepsake ornaments from what I can tell. As, at yeah. least as far as the Rainbow Bright merchandise goes. I don't know about the rest of the stuff on their site. But that's a really good deal. So this goes through the Monday after Thanksgiving. So this is a great time to buy Christmas gifts for the Rainbow Bright fans in your life. it's online only. It's a cyber sale. So you can't get these prices in stores. Yes. But if you, if you either spend... At least $50, you can have it shipped to your home for free, or doesn't matter how much you spend, you can always have it shipped to your local store for free. So you can even save on shipping. So, excellent time to stock up. Absolutely. So who knows, maybe the pouch person, the starlight itty-bitty will show up online before the sale ends. Don't hold your breath, because I doubt it. 
I'm dreaming <laughs> of a bright Christmas. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I don't think those are coming out until December, but everything else you can get 20% off now. And that's especially good for the personalized book because that one is the priciest item other than like the jumbo itty bitty. Um, it's like $44.95 and on sale, I forget what it is right now. It's 30 something. They had it for uh -huh. 30% off actually for about a week there. And I tried to get the word out as much as I could about that. Um, but as soon as that sale ended, the 20% off started up. So at least it is still on sale. It's just slightly less on sale, but that's, this is a very good time to get that book. And it's such a good book. I love it so much. I even did a live, well, it wasn't live. I tried to do a live reading of it because a couple of fans wanted me to, but the live thing just wasn't working. So I did a reading and that's on YouTube as well. But, but that particular book, you can actually read it on their website. That's why I did that. Like I wouldn't do that with any of the, any of the other new books for like copyright reasons, but the personalized book you can click on, I think it says like look inside and you can flip through the entire book and read it and see the pictures, um, which is so cool. I love that, but you should totally get that book. It's, oh my God, I can't say enough about that book because <laughs> it puts <laughs> you in the story. And I mean, clearly kids go for that stuff, but here I am, a 37 year old adult. I was freaking out reading this book. Like, oh my God, I'm in it. I'm in Rainbow Land. I've got the key to Rainbow Land. I'm doing this thing and I'm doing that thing. And because it, it puts your name throughout the entire book and the characters are talking to you. And oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> and I love that it was written by Kara. So Kara, at least in the Rainbow Bright team, started out as an editor on the books. And then she moved on to, I mean, she was probably still editing, but then she was also doing the voice acting for the interactive books that had the, you know, the sound bites with it. And now she's gone even further and has written a book. And this is the first one that rhymes. It's kind of like a Dr. Seuss book. Um, so yeah, every paragraph rhymes and has like this tempo to it or whatever you call it, which I think is cool. I pretty, is that the only Rainbow Bright book we have that rhymes? No, one of the coloring books, uh, it was actually a sticker stamp book, uh, had, uh, a, it was basically like a poem all the way through it when you read it. Oh, interesting. And that was the purple one with all of the characters on the cover. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. I'm going to have to look through that again now. <laughs> That's awesome. I did not <laughs> remember that. So now we have two Rainbow Bright poem rhyming books. And I'm a total sucker for those. I love rhyming anything that rhymes. And she did a really good job with it, with both the storyline and the rhymes. I was like, good job, Kira. Yeah. <laughs> and the art on that one was also by Jack Pullen, although the style is a good bit different from the other books. So yeah, once you take a look at that, I'd love to hear your opinion. I like, like, uh, was yeah, because I haven't looked through it yet. Yeah. Even the pictures online, like they're not super huge high res, but I think you could get a good enough picture of what it looks like on there, um, even if you didn't have the book in front of you. And when I did my book reading, I kind of held it up to the camera. So you could, maybe that would be enough to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. But it's, yeah, they, 
none of the characters are outlined, so the shading is a bit different, um, and they have bigger eyes. Actually, do I still have it? Yeah, I have it right in front of me. Hang on. Yeah, no, no outline. It's huh. just, there's the character, and then there's the background behind them. But there's no outline at all. So it's really interesting. It almost comes off as like a CGI type look, but not that bad. Because if it were actually like CGI looking, like the new Care Bears, that kind of thing that creeps me out, I would be really upset. But this is not that at all. But it just all right, it you somehow say... reminds me of that. C you say CGI. I'm thinking more like getting your construction paper out and cutting it out. Because you don't use outlines in that. But cutting out the characters out of construction paper. Hmm. Just not like South Park. <laughs> yes, this is much better quality than South Park. <laughs> but yeah, I could see that. I, I could see what you mean by that. But so now I'm interested, you know, now that he's done one in a slightly different style, if future books are going to be in this style or the other style that he had been using previously or a different style altogether. I don't know. It's not like it was wildly different from the other books. It was just noticeably different. So, yeah, but I really, really enjoyed it. So I think he and Kara did an amazing job. And all the other people who worked on, like, editing and etc. I'm sorry, I don't have your names in front of me, but everybody who worked on that book, good job. Um, so, do you want to talk... I mean, we've talked about this probably in every episode for the past two years, but... <laughs> or a year and a half. What character do you want to see next? In doll or itty-bitty form? In doll or itty-bitty form? Hmm... Lurky. Or both. Lurky. Awesome. I want Lurky. Because he's cute. Yeah, he I is. I want to see his big nose. <laughs> Do you want oh, him in itty bitty oh, oh. form or plush form first? Yeah, itty bitty. Okay. And I want Murky because I, I can imagine him having a little round, little green nose. <laughs> I just... I, we need Murky and Larky. I agree. I completely agree. Yeah, doing a, a plush Murky seems like it would be difficult, but I'm no doll maker, so I really don't know. Um, but a Lurky would be pretty easy. It would just be kind of like Twink, but bigger. You also have the big Murky plush doll. Yeah. The pillow doll. But I mean like one that would go with Rainbow Bright and Stormy um, and Twink. Oh, those dolls. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure they could figure it out. They're smart people. Cause, so he could still have the plastic head. It would just, I guess it would look a lot like the vintage one, honestly. Yeah. And then, yeah, that would be cool. And then Lurky could just be like a bigger version of the twink design-ish, but just, yeah, with the huge nose and no stars and different color and all that, of course. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think both Itty Bitty and Larger Plush would be adorable. But I think, I don't know. Like, I definitely want to see the rest of the color kids get the Itty Bitty treatment, like, sooner rather than later. That's starting to, to scare me that <laughs> we haven't seen or heard of them yet. We're missing two color kids. 
Canary Sprite. yellow and Lala orange. And yeah. that's a Sprite. And Spark. We're missing Spark. Like, I understand why they did Starlight, because he is a main character. So that makes sense. And I like it. It was kind of out of left field. They you know branched off of the kids and the sprites for a moment to do an animal. Um, so that was kind of cool. But I don't want them to ignore the fact that they still have two color kids and a sprite to do. So I'm still crossing my fingers um, that those are coming and hopefully soon-ish so we don't worry too much longer. <laughs> and I wonder if next year, because, you know, last year and this year both, they released the large plushes in the fall. So I'm curious if next year they're going to do the same thing or if perhaps they're going to release some other large plushes earlier in the year. Like maybe release one in the spring and then several more in the fall or something. I don't know. I feel like it's doing so well that if they just keep that momentum going, that would be a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, the, the brand is doing very well because the color kids of our generation are introducing it to their kids and their kids are loving it. Yes. And, you know, it, it's very satisfying to know that it's being passed on to another generation and I, I really look forward to some of the uh, other ideas that Hallmark will be looking into. Mm-hmm. But I still want the mini Stormy to go with the rest of the 80s dolls. I do, too. I gotta be honest. Um, like, yeah, I'm super, super happy to have the Stormy that we got. She's fantastic. But... I do hope at some point they do like a collector's edition replica of the Stormy prototype from the 80s that looks exactly like her, uses the same head mold, same color hair, same outfit, all of that um, that we could add to our collections. That would just be amazing. <laughs> and they could charge 50 bucks for that thing or more. I don't know. Charge whatever you want. Put it in a box, even. That would be awesome. But, I, yeah, I want that replica. Big time. And it can wait. It doesn't have to be this year, next year. You know, they, they just gave us a Stormy. So it can wait a little while. But don't wait too long. Because <laughs> we really want her. <laughs> that would be great. Yes. I'm kind of wondering, now that we have Sunriser, if... Tickle Pink might be coming next with the big dolls. Hmm. Because I know in the 80s, the only thing that said she belonged with Tickle Pink was the box of the hard body Sunriser. But the 2009 line put Sunriser and Tickle Pink together. And a fan pointed this out to me. Um, in the pop-up book, the new one, the Rainbow Bright and the Stormy Race, they have Tickle Pink riding Sunriser in the race. So, then I would agree. Yeah. At this point, I think it's safe to say those two go together, and it would be cool to have Tickle Pink. But I really want Moon Glow, too. I'm being so... Oh my god, I'm being so greedy. I just want all the things. <laughs> but I would be perfectly happy with getting Tickle Pink next to go with Sunriser. That would be cool. As long as they do Moon Glow after that. Anyway... <laughs> 
And I want an Onyx. After I got these two more horses, I was like, but, but where's Onyx? <laughs> Onyx I know that's would a be long difficult. I, I know he you wouldn't know? look exactly like the one from the movie, clearly. But I think it's doable. They would just have to, like, maybe make his mane really short and use a thicker yarn so it sticks straight up and make it that bright red. Uh, it doesn't have to be plastic. It doesn't have to light up or any of that. And then his hooves could be that really light blue color, like it looks like when he's flying, like his jets or whatever. And then the rest of them be black. I don't know. I think it could work. I, because he's not furry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but. I, I really don't think they're going to make him in a different style than all the other horses. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they did. If they want to make a metal or plastic horse, whatever, fine. But I would just imagine they would want it to blend in with the rest of the line. In which case, they would probably make him fuzzy, even though he's not fuzzy. I don't know. <laughs> no, I actually think that a plastic uh, onyx would be cheaper than a plush one because you don't have to sew anything. Well, that's mold. a good point. That's true. Yeah, just make them the same size and mm -hmm. shape as these. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Throwing that out there, Hallmark. Throwing out our fishing line, see what we catch. <laughs> But then I would need Chris, because we can't have Onyx without Chris. But I would love to see a boy doll, because we've gotten, I mean, with the large dolls, we've only gotten two so far, Rainbow, Bright, and Stormy, and they're both female, obviously. Um, so I get it, but I want more boys. We have, at least with the uh, Itty Bitties, we've already gotten the two boy color kids. We got Red Butler and Buddy Blue. So good job on that. Excellent. But I would love a large male character as well. And I think since they're at least so far concentrating on the more rare characters like Sunriser, Skydancer, Stormy, so probably Tickle Pink, um, that it would make sense to stick with that first and do like Moonglow um, and Chris before they did the color kids. If they are ever going to do the color kids in the large style, I don't know. I don't know. But, like I said, I'm greedy and I want them all. So. <laughs> but I will take whatever they give us. I'm just so happy that they are continuing with this. And they, they're they showing no signs of slowing down or stopping. And that makes me incredibly happy. I was about to say, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, very, very good thing. Very, very good thing. Um, one more thing I wanted to say about the itty-bitties. Because we were talking about, in our last episode, the Shy Violet limited edition Itty Bitty had just come out and we had just gotten her. And we were saying how she did not have embroidery on her belt. Um, and at the time, we didn't know why that was. We didn't know if it was just a style choice or whatever. But while we were at the headquarters, we found out that was actually a cost-cutting measure. So going forward, any other color kids probably will be the same way. They will not have the embroidered belts. Um but I wouldn't mind if they did like a deluxe itty bitty edition or a designer's edition, creator's edition, whatever they want to call it, that cost like twice as much, but had the embroidery. So it matched 
the first few sets that we got. Um, I don't know if it would make sense for them to do that, but maybe. Since, especially since it was an online exclusive, they could do another online exclusive that would just be the deluxe version the second time. Um, nah, you already let it drop that we went to the headquarters. <laughs> I did! Let's talk about that! <laughs> Go for it! Dive in! Okay, back in September... Was it Yeah, September. Yeah. Back, back in September... Uh, the Rainbow Bright Facebook page posted that if you were in Kansas City, Missouri, there was going to be a Rainbow Bright Day at the Hallmark headquarters that would include uh, lots of fun things for the kids and you would get to meet the original creators of Rainbow Bright. Now, to be more specific, they had two women from the original product line uh, the illustrator from the new product line, and who are the other two? two? We had two of the writers, Melvina Young mm -hmm. and Matt Gowan, I think was his name. Mm. And then okay. Kara Goodyear was also there as well, the one that did the voice of Rainbow mm -hmm. Bright. And some of the other team members, I guess you could say, were floating around. They weren't necessarily doing official things, but they were there. Uh, well, Peter was doing the live stream on the Facebook page, so, yeah. Well, they said that, you know, if you were in Missouri, but I couldn't let something so awesome pass me up. So, yes. I bought a plane ticket. And <laughs> then, then Katie bought a plane ticket. <laughs> We were both messaging each other back and forth like, should we go? Can we go? Can we make this work? Oh my god, we have like a week to figure this out. Because I think it was, wasn't it like a week beforehand that they announced it was happening? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. really last minute. And something that huge and monumental for the fandom, because it was something they'd never done before. They had never, ever had a Rainbow Bright celebration at any convention or at, you know, this was at the Hallmark right beside the headquarters. So kind of the main Hallmark store, you could say, there in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, but they'd never done anything like this at that store, or at least not that we ever heard about. Um, and if they had, I'm sure they would have announced it, especially having some of the original team members there, etc. Um, so this was a big deal. And for one, we wanted to be there because it was the first of its kind and we wanted to support it and we wanted to meet these people and experience this. Um, but also we wanted to show our support by being there and saying, Hey, please do more of this. This is amazing. <laughs> and give us more notice next time. So more fans can come. <laughs> so I know there were several others that really were disappointed that they couldn't make it. Um, but maybe they could have, if they had had, had more time to make plans. But anyway, continue. <laughs> well, uh, we announced um, that we were going to be going to Hallmark. And uh, the Hallmark invited us to uh, come take a look at the headquarters. Uh, so, yes, please. Um <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that was amazing. So we, we met up at the headquarters. I was beside myself because I missed my original flight and I was an hour behind. 
and luckily I made it like just in time. You really did. I was so scared oh, for you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, but we made it there and they, uh, they took us on a tour and it was a lovely tour. We got to see uh, all the different areas of Hallmark where they design things. Uh, and this was a Friday, I remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was... I don't know what else to say. I would just... I still get tongue-tied when, when I think about this. Because all I kept thinking the entire time I was there was like, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm here. I can't <laughs> right. believe I'm here. Because... <laughs> Because, you know, I love Rainbow Bright, and this is where they made her. And, oh boy. <laughs> yes. Standing in the footprints of giants. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Um, and we did do a video blog that evening, which we're going to upload the audio of that to the Brightcast channel, so you can listen to it through your podcast app of choice. Um, you don't have to watch the video because it was really long. <laughs> I'm not apologizing though. We just had that much to talk about and we were that starstruck and etc. Um, but you can at least listen to that so to get a little more detail because again we don't want to repeat all the things we said there and we've also uh-huh. since then written blog posts about the experience. We've posted image galleries of all the pictures we took while we were there. Uh, we've done videos talking about it, etc. So I'm going to put links to all of that. And Hallmark did videos. Um, you know, they were doing live stream throughout the day during the celebration. And I got a couple interviews, really short ones, but still video interviews with Kara Goodyear. I'm sorry, not Kara, with Susie Kozad and Jeannie Slater, um, which I also posted on my YouTube. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to link you to death on this episode. I apologize. But if you have the time, I really recommend going through all of it because there was just so much to see and digest and learn. And it was a priceless opportunity. Like, yeah, those plane tickets could have cost four times as much and we it still would have been worth it. <laughs> it was completely worth throwing everything together last minute to be there. Um, and the fact that the team threw together last minute this tour because like they only they had less than a week's notice that we were coming um, and were interested in meeting them and seeing the headquarters so the fact that they worked with us and they got almost the entire team together to talk to us and show us things was astounding and we are so grateful that they did that for us oh my god we'll never be able to thank them enough Yeah, I was going around going, am I allowed to take pictures of this? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, some of this, especially in the archives, we were not allowed to take pictures of almost anything in there, except for a couple of catalogs that, you know, were public knowledge, if you want, or whatever, that other people owned. It wasn't just something that existed in the archives only. So I I did post pictures from those catalogs on, uh, I think on Flickr, and I, I linked to that as well. Um, so yeah, you can definitely look through those, but our eyes were just trying to soak in all of this amazingness and our brains were trying to remember all of this amazingness. Like that's why we did the brain dump that night. Cause we were trying to get it out before we forgot. 
I, I there is so much I, I still haven't written uh everything about it uh <laughs> no I, I I've been away uh so I but I hope to get mine uh written and posted soon um most of the photos and everything uh are the ones that Katie took I took a couple of them with my phone but um my favorite was when I I had to take the picture outside in front of the Hallmark building. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Yes. And have a picture in there in front of the Hallmark building like the mascot costume was in the 80s. <laughs> Wasn't that and, amazing? <laughs> and so it was really, I felt so, they were having a chalk art drawing day in the same space so i'm trying to sit here going is it okay for me to stand on this yes <laughs> <laughs> we don't care um sorry for your art but, <laughs> but we took our pictures in front of it and yay and we got to meet some other fans as well that we had known online for years but had never actually met in person so yeah the day in the headquarters was all kinds of awesome. And then the celebration day was also all kinds of awesome, um, just in different ways. And I mean, there was some overlap, but yeah. So during the celebration, there were four, am I remembering right? Um, or maybe three in a significant other or tag along or whatever. Um, well, and Justin, I keep forgetting because he was with us the whole time. We have to do a huge shout out to Justin Perryman for hosting us that weekend and driving yeah. us around. He was amazing. Yes. Thank you, Justin. We owe yes. you. We love you. Yeah, we owe you big time. You're amazing. But several other fans, um, some from the area and a couple traveled from St. Louis to be there. So we got to hang out with them during and then after the celebration, we all went and got lunch together and just hung out and talked for several hours. And then, yeah, went and got our pictures taken in front of the Hallmark building. So it was almost like a mini Rainbow Bright convention as far as we were concerned. It was fantastic because we hardly ever get to just sit down in person with other Rainbow Bright fans and squee about Rainbow Bright. So that experience was also magnificent. And, and oh, then we met... Uh, with uh, Anita, who did the sculpture of the Rainbow Bright ornament this year and the one last year. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we got to meet her and have ice cream. Yes, was she fun. was so sweet. I love her. <laughs> I loved all the people we met. Everyone was so kind. Um, and, you know, a lot of them were doing autographs uh, during the celebration. So, yeah, I got a bunch of things signed and just having a conversation with them and I, you know, I, I remember some of it and some of it I'm sure I've already forgotten and probably forgot immediately because my brain is silly that way. And, <laughs> or yeah, hopefully when you write up your blog post, you'll remind me of some things that I have forgotten because your memory is fantastic. But <laughs> just having conversations with these people and telling them how much we appreciated what they were doing and, them you know, reciprocating some of that and appreciating us for getting the word out to the fans and for supporting them and all this. So it was just such happy feelings the whole day. <laughs> and to see all the kids dressed up in costume that came out for it and you know, the, their parents. Um, I don't 
Let me think. Were any of the parrots in costume? I know some were wearing Rainbow Bright shirts. No, there was, uh, the only adult costumes were, uh, the fans that came from St. Louis. Yeah, so it was just the adult fans that didn't have children with them that were in costume. Um... Yeah, I was asked how we were going to uh, post about everything. And I'm just sitting here going, uh, lots of little posts going over different little things. Because there's no way that that one day was going to be able to fit into one post and it not be a novel. Exactly. Exactly. That's why there are so many links. That's why there are so many... (laughs) Different things, because exactly that point, there was no way to fit all of that into one anything. It would have just been, like you said, a novel. A very good way to put it. So we tried to put it into more digestible chunks for you guys, uh, so you wouldn't be completely overwhelmed. (laughs) But it was such good information. And I remembered a couple more things that I don't think I put in any of the blog posts or the videos or anything that I just wanted to mention while we're here Mm -hmm. talking about it. While we were in the archives, Mark pulled out one of the advent calendars. So this was a vintage Rainbow Bright advent calendar. And I have one of these, but it's meant in package and I've never wanted to take it out. But his was not in the package. So he started pulling open the tabs because, you know, advent calendars, they have, you know, one through 25 counting up to Christmas and you open each tab each day. Um, And I guess I had just assumed there were just pictures under there or something. I never really thought about it, but there were like little sayings underneath each one. And I was like, wait, what? Really? That's so cool. (laughs) Like, I should have taken pictures of all the things, but we were kind of pressed for time with all of the things Uh they wanted to show us and do. Um, But if any of you out there have an advent calendar that's not in the package, if you could take pictures of those or at least make a list of what all the sayings are for each day, that would be really cool. I just did not, I had no idea. So that that was awesome to find out. Um, He also said, because One of the questions I had for Kenneth in our last episode was if he knew if the greeting cards came out before um, the dolls and the episodes, etc. And Uh we were under the impression that yes, but we weren't certain. But Mark also, I think it's Mark Spencer. I'm remembering that right, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was the archivist that was helping us through the archives. Super nice guy. They were all super nice. I just wanted to give all of them a huge hug. Um, Anyway, um, he said, if I give him the card numbers, so not like the UPC number, but each card has a little number on it. And if I email those to him, he can actually look them up to see when they were released. I haven't done that yet because it's been a crazy couple of months since then, but I I do plan to. So I will let you guys know what I find out because I'm just really curious as to when those greeting cards were actually produced and put out in stores. Um, And the other thing, this was not in the archives, but this was just, we were talking to Peter, uh, Peter Martin, who is one of the main team members about kind of where they see Rainbow Bright going forward in the future. And we are happy to report that he agrees with us that Rainbow Bright is timeless and does not age. She is not a six-year-old or a 12-year-old or whatever they try to say on these different websites or in these different iterations over the years. No, she is eternal. And the color kids are eternal. So forget anything you've ever heard about them having ages or aging or no. They don't. So, yay. 
I was very glad to hear that this current mythos is going to stick with that, um, that mindset, that thought, whatever you want to call it. And he also was saying they want to expand the future stories beyond the typical borders of Rainbowland, which I think is really cool. Like, I think they were a little nervous at first, like thinking we weren't going to like that. But I think you and I both were like, oh, yes, please do. That would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, the it was definitely different. I remember asking uh, them if they had the notes from the Margaret Herrick Library from the Howard R. Cohen papers, uh, because there were several stories that he pitched that were rejected, and whether or not those would be rejected today. Hmm. Uh, so uh, hopefully um, they will expand on, on the universe. Uh, I definitely want to hear more about Chris and Onyx. Yes. And I uh, definitely think that there is more to Rainbow Land than Rainbow City or, Rain- you know, what we know is Rainbow Land. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they were talking about perhaps introducing new characters and new types of creatures or characters or whatever. And I think that would be amazing. You know, they've had these contests where they've had fans pitch ideas for new characters, um, like aquamarine or whatever, you know, different colors that characters could be. And then different types. I forgot, I forget how they phrased it the other time they had the contest and somebody suggested like mermaids um, or mer horses or something like that. Um, well, one was what would be uh, your what would be a colored kid that you would want, and the other one was what kind of colored kid that would you have that was based on your personality. Um, the one from the your personality was she wanted them to be mermaids, and that sprites would be little fish. Oh, that's cute! <laughs> awesome. So yeah, we may get introduced to some brand new characters in the further books or whatever else they're going to be coming out with. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's a great idea. And I hope we get more backstory on some of the characters we don't know the backstories of. And even the color kids we don't really know the backstories of. We know what we find out in the beginning of Rainbow Land, just that they've been you know, captured and imprisoned for who knows how long by the King of Shadows. But we don't even know how they kind of came to be or came uh-huh. to inhabit the land and take care of their particular color, etc. And since they are eternal beings, maybe we don't need to know. Um, I'm more curious about people like Stormy and Tickle Pink and Moonglow that are not the standard color kids. But uh, I'm curious about it all. I, <laughs> I can't lie. I want to know it all. <laughs> It was interesting that we learned that, and you can hear about this in, in the audio from our video cast that we did when we were there, but that Wisp originated as a uh, tree, like a forest spirit. Mm-hmm. She was uh, into nature. So for her to be eternal just made sense. She's an elf. Ha ha. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Elves with Sorry. non-pointy ears. I'm. I can get behind that. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that so much. I just love that. And I think this is again something we felt by the end of that day at headquarters was that the brand is in such good hands right now. 
And it was so refreshing to have that knowledge and that feeling. Because in the past, it's been very questionable and we haven't had much contact with the people working on her. So they could just make these wild changes and we were just stuck with it. Like, what? Where did that come from? Um, And begrudgingly, we tried to accept the other designs of Rainbow, right? We tried. Yes, we really did. But there's just something about the original. mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like this team gets it and they are doing their research into the original when they are coming up with their new ideas and they're, you know, they're paying respect to the original fans. They're not just throwing us under the bus and saying, nope, we're going to do whatever the heck we want. So (laughs) I'm really, really happy to hear that. And they seem genuinely excited to be working on Rainbow Bright specifically. Um, We were also interviewed by the Pop Minded team, which is... They're, they're part of Hallmark, um, but uh-huh. they go to conventions and so forth, and they, they do interviews on different subjects. So they did an episode on their YouTube channel about Rainbow Bright Day, and there's a great... I don't have the quote in front of me, but when they interviewed Peter Martin, it was so evident his excitement for the brand. It was like, you know, I didn't know... It was something along the lines of, I didn't know that Hallmark owned Rainbow Bright, but as soon as I found out found that out... I wanted to do something with her and I wanted to be the the guy behind the girl. I think is how he phrased it. So he he literally just jumped at the opportunity to do something with that brand. Um because he was just so excited about it. So that excitement is definitely showing through their work. Um and yeah, and all the things they're doing now on social media. I love yeah, they they're just great. They're fantastic people. <laughs> Um, I had a question for you, and I'll try to answer answer this myself as well. Um, if we had had more time to prepare, you know, more than a week to prepare for this trip, is there anything you would have done differently? Actually, yes. I was tempted to bring some of my collection and, you know, either have it signed or say, by the way, do you have this? Um... But I, I didn't. And I remember when they were we were in the archives and they were showing me some stuff. I'm sitting here going, I almost brought that. <laughs> Darn. Nice. I wanted to bring um like one of the, the books. Uh but I I couldn't decide on which one to bring, and so I, I left it. But I it was so funny because when I came home it was sitting on my table going yeah, I should have brought you. But I you know, I did oh, well. the same thing with one item. I wanted to bring my miniature Springbok Lurky puzzle to get Jeannie to sign. But I was like, oh, uh-huh. but it, it'll probably open up and the pieces will go everywhere in my luggage. I mean, I, I could have put a rubber band on it. It would have been an easy fix. But I was like, no, I'm already packing too much. I shouldn't bring it. But then once we found out that Springbok was owned by Hallmark and it was actually a Hallmark produced item, I was so mad at myself that I didn't bring it. (laughs) But I could, there was no way for me to have known that information before we actually got there and talked to them. So I I can bring it next time, maybe, if they they ever do this again, which I really hope they do. Really hope they do. Yeah, I think I would have taken a bit more time to come up with some good interview questions because I just, I, I was too busy 
packing and making sure I wasn't forgetting anything and trying to wrap my head around the fact that I was going to this place and was going to be doing what we were doing. And yeah, I, I just didn't have the time now, to really sit down and think it out. While we were there and we were doing our little rounds and little meet and greets, I did bring one of my uh, business cards that I made up several years ago that have the website addresses and everything on them. And I passed them out to some of the writers that were there asking them to come on the podcast. Of course. Cool. They said that they would love to, but they have to clear it with their, uh, their people first, but that they would sure. love to come on the show. So hopefully maybe we can get some people from Hallmark to come on our show sometime. We would love that. Any of you Hallmark people listening that want to be on the show, clear it with whoever you got to clear it with and let us know and we will jump on that. That would be fantastic. Email us, brightcast at gmail.com. It comes to both of us. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yay. We found out while we were in their archives, because I don't know about you, I had just assumed they kind of had one of everything, Rainbow Bright, but... Looking back now, I'm like, oh, well, of course not. They wouldn't have, they'd have to have a warehouse. And maybe they do have a warehouse somewhere else that has other stuff. But like the dolls, they didn't produce those. Mattel produced those. So Mattel would be the ones that would have those in their archives. Um, Mm -hmm. And books and so forth were made by Golden Books, not by Hallmark. So they wouldn't necessarily have them. So, but just in my, you know, um, naive assumption, I assumed they had everything. And then when we got there and realized they didn't. You know, they have a lot of the original artwork and concepts and the stuff they worked on, which makes perfect sense. And like the puzzle that they manufactured and, and such um, and greeting cards and those kind of things. But we didn't realize they didn't have the books. Um, they had a few that they had gotten off of eBay that Mark showed us. But we quickly realized that they don't have a lot of this artwork or maybe they do have some digital version of it somewhere. Um but probably a lot of the art from like the coloring books and such, especially, I don't think they have. So they were, and I think you remember better than I do what they, what they said, because they said something about wanting copies of the coloring books, right? They said that they'd love to get a hold of your collection. And I said, well, I actually have a big collection and here's the thing. Um, I offered to give Hallmark my, my books. And you did send them a bunch of your books. I just saw the other day. That's all of them. Oh, you sent them all your books. Um, I'm going to be sending more. Uh, when they mentioned that they didn't have those, I, I, I couldn't let this, this pass because it was perfect timing. Mm-hmm. There is a lot going on in my life, personally wise, that I'm not going to go into on the internet. But I have to put my collection away. And I... The last time that I did something like that, things got damaged, and I don't want that risk, but I love my books. Mm -hmm. So I, I wrote an email to Hallmark, and they said that they would love to have them as a donation. So I packed every... The first batch I sent out was the coloring books, and so I packed up my coloring books... Which, the folders that you see in the pictures, those are my folders. I just had them separated by what they were. That's amazing. I, just taped, the, <laughs> I taped the folder down 
<laughs> so that nothing would spill out and put it in a box and shipped it. Thank you for, for, for saying thank you, Hallmark, and I just hope that they come in useful. But a majority of them are never colored in. The ones that have been colored in, I have more than one of. So that depending on which one you have, some of the pages are clear, some of them are not. But from the years of having these coloring books, a majority of the artwork that's in them is duplicated throughout the book series. Um, mm -hmm. The different coloring books are. So you can find the exact same image in a different book. Uh, so they can uh, find ones that haven't been colored in in some of my non-colored in books. That was so awesome of you. I hope the artwork helps the writers and the illustrators. Uh, the illustrators specifically because there's all these different angles of the colored kids. Um, Good point. And uh, even the sprites that I, I hope that they I hope that they enjoy them and there will be more I am sending more to Hallmark and uh, so we can guarantee that there will be no excuses of you didn't know because I'm sending them <laughs> to you so you will know <laughs> you know what I'm talking about Katie I'm not just being mean I'm just <laughs> no no I know I know but the storybooks, is that, you're talking about, like, the stories at this moment, right? Yes. Okay. Those are on my website, and many are on yours, too, I think. Like, I typed those things mm -hmm. up ages ago. So they may not have the illustrations to go with them, but the stories are there. So if they just need to read up on the old stories, go to the storybook section on my website, read the stories. There's even ones from other countries there. Um... A few of them I translated myself because they were short stories, so they were easy to do through Google Translate. Um, but like the pamphlet stories, like they're there. So they can read them. <laughs> I get the feeling that they've done some of that already. But yeah, they're, you're right. There are a couple of, of their books that have come out this year that were like, wait a minute, that's not canon. <laughs> Also, uh, Wikibrite has, uh, which is the Rainbow Bright Wiki that I try to maintain, has all of the pamphlet stories. It has all of the other stories, as well as all of the research that I've been doing with the Margaret Herrick Library. Um, all that's there. Awesome. So, um, yeah. I try to make it a, a source for any fan to find out things in, you know, behind the rainbow and in front of the rainbow. So, yes, we are very happy to work with Hallmark on all of this stuff because it's it's fantastic and it's good for everyone, not just us. So, uh -huh. yeah. So good job, Renee. You're awesome. You're on the ball. <laughs> I've been getting sick the past couple months and just haven't felt like doing a doggone thing. Um, so I've been doing kind of the bare minimum, but I'm going to try to get once we get past Thanksgiving get back on the bandwagon and get some stuff done. Um, but yeah, I think the only other thing we wanted to talk about as far as the headquarters went was the costume. Do you yes, they didn't that? have one. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that to sum it up, they didn't have one. Because we kept saying, you know, when they announced the Rainbow Bright Day celebration, 
many people were asking, is Rainbow Bright going to be there? Because they wanted someone in the mascot costume that they could get their picture taken with or their kids could get their picture taken with. And uh-huh. they kept saying, no, she's not going to be there. I'm sorry. No. But they didn't say why at the time. Um, but we found out while we were there that the reason they didn't have someone in the costume is because they did not own a costume any longer. They used to, and they loaned it out to Worlds of Fun there in Kansas City, the theme park that had the stage show for a couple of years. And they're not sure if Worlds of Fun just never sent them back like they were supposed to, or if they did send them back and then they got stuck in a corner somewhere and forgotten and nobody's come across them since. They're not really sure what happened to those original ones. But good news is um, a few weeks back, a friend of mine on Instagram, 80s Girls, and you should totally follow her account if you're on Instagram because she or they post amazing stuff all the time. So retro-tastic. And anyway, she uh, sent me a private message with a link to a Craigslist ad in LA for one of the mascot costumes that still existed. So I didn't really think they would necessarily do it, but I sent the link to Hallmark just in case. It's like, hey, here, there's one still out there. Because I know there's more than one. There are several still out there, but here's at least one that is for sale. If you're interested, here's the link. Um, But I never heard back if they actually did anything with that until they posted a picture on Facebook that they had bought it and they had it like the head of the mascot costume. Somebody was wearing it and it was hilarious. (laughs) So I think what they're going to do is actually make another costume using that one as the model because that one definitely has some quality issues. It needed major refurbishment. Um, And it came from, and this is the other funny thing. It came from the San Diego Zoo that's who owned it prior to the sale. Um, now, it's not one with like the blinking eyes or anything. So I don't think it was the one used in the actual San Diego Zoo Adventure. Um, what do you call that? Movie, whatever, special. In the San Diego Zoo Adventure, you had the they had the robotic one that's eyes blinked and mouth moved. And then they had one that was just walking around. Uh, you can see a close-up of the face, for example, when she's on the uh, the air cars, the cars that go across the park mm-hmm. uh, from the air. Um, and that one is the uh, still face Rainbow Bright does not blink eyes and doesn't have an open mouth. Oh, okay. So that one. So there we go. We have found one of the ones from the San Diego Zoo Adventure. That's amazing. <laughs> and now Hallmark has it. Uh, the costume itself was identical to the one that went out for the Mattel meet and greets. And there is a, we have a forum member that has a costume. Yes. She actually, I don't know if you saw, she posted it on the Rainbow Bright Facebook page in the comments, I think under where they posted that they had bought one. Um, Uh and I was like, oh my God, yes, you still have it. That's amazing. (laughs) I was so happy. But I, I keep on wondering where the animatronic one is because it was used in the San Diego Zoo in the birthday and also in the uh, Thanksgiving parade in New York. Now, we know that the birthday mm. was filmed in New York and we know that the parade was filmed in New York. So it makes me wonder if the costume is somewhere in New York. Hmm. That's a really good point. See, always more mysteries to solve. 
anybody in New York City with ties to costumers or costume shops or whatever, put some feelers out. See if you can find her. That would be amazing. (laughs) The credits for both of the live action specials did mention who provided the costumes. It was the same company. Uh, They're still around and they still make mascot costumes. Um, I emailed them asking if they had any more details on Rainbow. Now, this was like four or five years ago and I never heard back. Okay. Maybe if Hallmark emails them, they would respond. (laughs) Yeah. I can can at least... uh, Well, they kind of know about it because part of my donation to them included the Mattel book, which advertised... The costume. Gotcha. Well, awesome. Hopefully they can track that down, too. That would be amazing. It makes me... It does make me wonder how many of those things did Mattel have? Because it was a national thing that Rainbow Bright would visit stores. Yeah. How many of those costumes are they? And are they in Mattel's archive? Mattel has an archive. Oh, boy. Yeah, they do. And I know some people who work there. (laughs) Ah, really, really need to get them in there. Um, See, the problem with Mattel is you can't just, as a fan, say, hey, I want you to look in the archives for such and such. They will ignore you. But if you are a company like Hallmark who contacts them to do something like that, then they will do it. They have a good reason at that point. So, and I've sent their contact info to Hallmark before, but I'll do it again just to say one more time, if you're interested in talking to somebody at Mattel... Here's their contact info. So, yeah, maybe we could get some answers about that there. That would be awesome. Now, one thing about the original costume that I remember the forum member that had it Mm -hmm. said it was so tiny. Yes. It had to be really little to wear that. But the one that Hallmark just recently purchased from the description on Craigslist, and I wish I had saved it. I didn't. Um... I have like a screenshot of like a small screenshot of some of the images from it, but I don't think any of the description is in that screenshot, but it was not a tiny one. Like it, I can't remember exactly what it said the size was or the range of sizes of a person that could fit in it, but it sounded like one that would at least go up to a size. Oh gosh. What was it? It was at least something I could fit in from what I remember. And I think maybe even, large slightly larger than that because the one yeah i think the one from ebay that that forum member has was way too small for me and most people (laughs) but i think the one that hallmark got is bigger so yeah and then there's twink mascot costumes out there and other sprites there's a at least a romeo i know i've seen a picture of where there is on the sandy uh not san diego but the parade, they had girl sprites and boy sprites. And the puppy bright, which never went out, I assume, because oh, it was yeah. raining. So there was a lot more. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> One day, maybe we'll find out. But yeah, it is almost Thanksgiving. So remember, Rainbow Bright fans, on Thanksgiving Day, you should go to YouTube and search for 1985 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, Rainbow Bright, and watch Renee's video. Because <laughs> she has the entire Rainbow Bright segment on there, and it's so much fun to watch every year. And Christmas. Christmas is going to be here before we know it. To get yourself in the Christmas mood, 
uh, you can go to either of our websites and download the Rainbow Bright Christmas album to start things off festively. But you can also uh, get Bettina Bush has a Christmas song called An American Christmas uh, that you can uh, buy and download and add to your Christmas songs. Yes, it's, it's so available good. on Amazon and iTunes. It's called uh, American Christmas. Awesome. I can't wait to start listening to the Rainbow Bright Christmas album again. <laughs> <laughs> and reading the Rainbow Bright Christmas book that you're not a huge fan of, but I am. <laughs> Did we have that conversation last year? I think we did. Yes. <laughs> the books that are just not for me. I'm sorry. But I'm honest about it. Yeah, it's good. I'll enjoy it enough for the both of us. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, one more thing I wanted to say before we wrap up is that rainbowbright.net is now on Patreon. And Patreon is like a place where fans can contribute to something. It can either be a project or to just a site or to a podcast or to a whatever. And those funds go to helping get projects and things done. Um, I contribute to several of these for different podcasts I listen to and it helps them, the goals they meet help them do podcasts more often or help them travel to places and do interviews or have more people on the show, etc. But for rainbowbright.net, what I'm using those funds for is to get some of the projects done that we've wanted done for years and can't do ourselves. So this is going to be translating the German comics, which there are like over 40 of, I think, um, translating the radio plays, which there are over 30 of. They are, there are some French, like, shorts, I don't even know what they're called. They're almost like novels, like, they're pretty thick. Um, they're not short stories, they're just books. So there's some <laughs> French books, and then there's another annual type book I also have in French that um, needs to be translated. And there's probably some other shorter stories, too, that need translating in there as well. Um, so that's the first thing that I'm tackling. And I have one fan helping me already that um, is German, German speaking, very good at linguistics. So he's been a huge help so far helping me translate the German comics. That's what we're starting with. Um, but these are big projects. And I would not I mean, he never asked for payment, but I would never expect someone to put that much work in for nothing. So I wanted to be able to give him some kind of compensation for the work he's doing. And in the future, we may need to bring in other people to help as well. Because again, these are big projects that are going to take a lot of time and effort. So I want to be able to give something back to the people who are going to be helping these projects. Um, and if you happen to know some of these languages and would like to contribute, let me know. We might bring you on to the team. Um, but we're just starting small and we'll, we're kind of seeing how it goes. We're going to go from there. But another thing we would love to do eventually is have instrumentals made of the Rainbow Bright album songs and then the like music from the TV score basically, and the movie score. So there's there's a lot of music that was in the TV shows and etc. that it's covered up by dialogue or sound effects or whatever, but it's beautiful pieces of music that we would love to have. So that's another thing on the radar. And I've already talked to several music producers and, and gotten some prices. So I know what we're looking at. So uh, 
hopefully that's something we can eventually get to as well. But like I said, those things unfortunately do cost money because Renee and I do not speak German or French or any of these other languages, and Google Translate can only get you so far, <laughs> especially on some of these longer things. I speak English and bad English. <laughs> and we are not music producers either. So again, there's there are limits to our abilities, unfortunately. We're not superheroes like Rainbow Bright. Um, but yeah, this is just something the fandom has wanted for as long as I can remember, and I'm hoping that this is one way we can get that done. So I'll put a link to that, but you can probably just go to patreon.com and search for Rainbow Bright, or I think the actual URL is just patreon.com slash rainbowbrightnet. Easy to remember, so you can go check that out and see what's going on. But I think that brings us up to date. Is there anything else you can think of? The only thing I can think of is remember to look us up on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, uh, both RainbowBright.net and RainbowBrightCo or CoUK, um, and check out what we're doing on a regular basis. As for the podcast, uh, you can give us a call. The phone number is 702-900-7827. Yeah, so just give us a call on that number. That goes to our Google voicemail box, and uh, we can... Uh, put you on the show or just tell us your ideas. You can also email us at brightcast at gmail.com. And hmm, was there anything else? I think that is it. All right. So we're going to go ahead and end the show. Uh, so with that, we will tell you guys to have, have a rainbow day. day. All right. Go ahead and end the show. Uh, I don't know how to end the show. <laughs> have a rainbow. Day. I cannot brain. I have.